You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Ah, welcome to Preach Kev Preach. It's your host, Pastor Kevin Kev. Coming to you to another episode, another sermon. Um, it's time to talk about football. NFL is back. Training camps are underway. Uh, we're going to go through each each uh, division. And this one we're going to start off with, I like to tag this one, the north side. Uh, it's a division where all the teams are playing in the cold. You got two teams in the dome, but they still know how, how what it takes to play and freezing degree weather. You got some good coaches in this the divisions. You know, Mike Zimmer, you Mike McCarthy, you Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh. You got old heads like Hugh Jackson and Marvin Lewis. And you got some new guys like Patricia and Matt Nagy. So, at first, we're going to go with the AFC North, give you a good rundown of what we think. By we, I mean my guest that I have with me, Austin Hunt. What's up, Austin? I'm very excited for football to be back, and the Browns are trash. <laughs> this is a guy who uh, who knows a lot about football. Uh, we talk about it every every single day uh, from the real world and the fantasy world. Cleveland Browns, only 16. Um, we have seen this trend before with the Peyton, Man- uh, the Peyton Manning list Colts when they went on 16, and Detroit Lions with Matt Stafford at the helm when they went on 16. But the Browns had a lot of shakeups, a lot of shakeups. Um, they went out to Jarvis Landry in the trade. They got Tyra Taylor in the trade. They signed Carlos Hyde. They, they did a lot of things. And I, I think, you know, having as many draft picks that they have, they made good moves and maybe some questionable moves. Um, with their staff being the same, except they, br- they bring over Todd Haley from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was fired from the Pittsburgh. He comes join the foe in the Cleveland Browns and help Hugh Jackson with that offense. Now that Todd Haley has Tyrod Taylor, Carlos Hyde, Jarvis Landry, and now he has a Josh Gordon again, even with drafting Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield, what kind of – what do you see this offense going for the Browns? Well, the question isn't about the offense. I think their offense is going to be great. They have, they, have a, they have a decent line that they can use, and then they have weapons everywhere. They have weapons in the backfield. Uh, Jarvis Landry is going to be a difference maker for this team. And that's that's about all I can say. Yeah, and I, I don't, like, I don't I like see many question marks on their offense. I like the toughness that they bring to the offense. It's like you got guys who actually want to win. If this because you can question that this might be the best offense they had, <laughs> at least since I mean, late nineties maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, how far can you go back to see if, uh, uh, at least on paper, how stacked this team is? 
the only questions I really have about the Browns is who who do you think is starting? Do you think Tyrod is going to start? Or I got an update on my phone today that Baker Mayfield has exceeded what they have already expected out of him in training camp. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I think Tyrod Taylor is more of a – I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's a – at a top, 32 teams, he should be a starting quarterback. He should be. I don't know when they're going to go to Baker because when you draft somebody first – um, overall, or even a first-round quarterback, you really don't see them first-round quarterbacks take a back seat. I think the only one that's have that's been started, I mean, that hasn't started a game in in a season, a rookie season, was like EJ Manuel way back when. Ever since then, every quarterback has started. You know, so Baker will start. It just depends on when, and I guess that determines on how successful the Browns are in wins and losses. Because Tyrod Taylor is a guy, he's not going. He's not going to lose you a game. He might not win you one, but he won't lose you one either. He's definitely not going to lose you a game. But the start of their season is honestly pretty hard. Do you think if they start off slow, they're going to just throw Baker in there, see how he does? See, that's what I'm thinking because you look at their first few games stretch versus Pittsburgh at New Orleans versus the Jets at Oakland versus Baltimore versus Chargers. Baltimore Chargers, Pittsburgh, and New Orleans, that's four playoff teams. You know, it, you know at least at least the – they can be. If they're if they're two and six or with, with one win going into that Tampa game, I mean, that's the perfect time to, to play Baker. Half of those teams are pass heavy teams, and Pro Football Focus has the Brown secondary ranked uh third to last at 30 and their pass rush at 28. Like, I have no doubt that the Browns offense will be able to compete, but do you think they can keep up with these teams? Yeah, the Browns defense. They will, you know, they're middle of the pack as far as overall defense. Uh, secondary, they 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 they're trying to fix that with TJ Carey and they're bringing over Demarius Randall. That's two no, that's two ads that they had in secondary, and you got to hope Jabril Peppers is used better than what he was last year. They have a good run, running de- a rushing defense, uh, so that's you know if a team's not gonna be able to come down in and run the ball on them, you, you got Pittsburgh and New Orleans to start the season off. You know, Le'Veon Bell uh, and Kamara. I mean, that's two good, great backs right there. So let's see how you know how they can stay in the games. Because last year, Browns was able to stay in games, but they didn't have the offense to you know to overmatch them. Like losing to Green Bay in overtime, uh, Pittsburgh both times. Like they had chances to win a lot of games last year, but they didn't have nobody at the helm because Kaiser was not the guy. How do you think of, of their um, Week One matchup at home versus Pittsburgh? Do you think Pittsburgh just? Do you think they win that game? Because the Steelers aren't the same on the road. And when they always play the Browns early, it's always a struggle for Pittsburgh. Browns can't surprise people. That's that's the thing about it. Like, like you can't you got guys like Jarvis Landry, he's not gonna he's not gonna accept losing. And you got guys in your in your in your offense that doesn't accept losing. Especially, you know, with reports talking about some um they might get Dez Bryant. That's another guy who don't accept losing if they, you know, if they did sign him. These guys don't want, like losing. Tyrod loves to like losing. Like who had Buffalo in the playoffs last year? Nobody. Nobody. They, they benched Tyrod, and then they realized, oh, we need him to get in the playoffs. And what they did, he got him in the playoffs. You you got guys who want to win. Uh, I guess Carlos Hyde not really that, t- that type of guy, but you got guys like Miles Garrett, who's a freak of nature, who could be very easily a top five defensive end player, you know, in the game. You know, especially especially in the opportunities he got with him and Jamie Collins and Ogba. They got. They got guys on that on that defense and offense side of the ball. They finally have like the stars. Do you think uh, Hyde's going to keep that starting job? See, now that's, think- that's the interesting thing because when they signed Hyde, you know, 
you know, before the draft, I was thinking, okay, Brown should take best available at one, which would be Saquon Barkley. Cleveland, but when they signed Carlos Hyde, I was like, but that doesn't really make too much sense because Hyde is not a guy who's he's not he's not he's not a bum, you know he might not be one of the best. He might he's boom or bust though. Like I just I just don't think Carlos Hyde is going to like Carlos Hyde can win you games. He's just not going to win you every game. In the three seasons he started, out of like thirty-seven possible games he's played, he's only had four over a hundred yards. Now I know last year he did not fit Kyle Shanahan's system. Uh, yeah. He 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 doesn't fit that system, but he maybe he might be in a game because you know Crowell last year hold his own last year, and they kind of kind of the same running back. Carlos Hyde can catch out the backfield as well. Um, but I, I don't know Chubb. I think them drafting him so high, you have to you have to expect if Hyde doesn't get if Hyde wins the job and he doesn't get to a good start, like you said, he only had four hundred yard rushes rushing games. If he doesn't get to a good start or you know good yards per carry, you can very see Chubb right in the mix early. I feel like Chubb is going to take the starting job. I just – I don't believe in Hyde. He's too inconsistent. He's too injury prone. I think it's going to it's going to be a committee backfield, but I think Chubb is going to go over Hyde at some point during the season. I do I do have one question, though. We all, we all know, like, this offense looks great on paper, but I feel like they do have a lot of question marks at receiver. Like, when Josh Gordon is healthy, he's a monster, but – I'm not worried about his physical side right now. I'm more worried about his mental side right now. If he's if he's here for the game of football, and Corey Coleman is coming off that injury, I don't know how I feel about Corey Coleman, and because um, him and Jarvis kind of play the same position, but Corey Coleman can line up outside if he really wants to. But I feel like if Call- Callaway has been burning their secondary in training camp, do you think he's going to take Coleman's spot? Callaway is a steal. Draft is so late. Is because of the off the field issues, which is why you know you you can question why the Browns, you know, have these question marks at receivers. Like I said, Josh Gordon mental state, Coleman can't stay on the field, and Tony Callaway can't stay out of trouble. Uh, we all know Jarvis Landry is going to be he's going he's going to be fine, and but you know he can't be a number one receiver. He's a good receiver, but can, but can he he's not your number one receiver because he can't. I mean, last year he had a lot of touchdowns, but this year you you got to receive. He's going to anomaly. Yeah, he's going. He's going to regress. So, where where do Browns like? They have a lot of options passing the ball. So Tyrod or Baker, I mean, because we haven't even mentioned Duke Johnson, who was the leading catch, you know, the leading receiver for the team last year as a running back. So they have a lot of they have a lot of weapons. And that offense last year was horrible. They ranked they thirty second in the NFL, dead last in scoring. And you got to think fourteen point six a game last year. Got to go at least to 21, 21, 24 if Browns want to, you know, however many games they're going to win. So, what would you be your prediction for them this season? Record? Record wise, yeah. I have them at three and 13 because I'll just look at their schedule and all the games like that are 50 50 that they could win or lose, they're all on the road, like at Denver, at uh, Oakland. And uh, at Houston, and then the two away games against Cincinnati and Baltimore, like, I, I think they lose all those games on the road. I have them at 3-13. and 13. All right, I, mean, I got them at 5-11. and 11. I got them I got them sweeping Cincinnati, which we're about to go into next. The Cincinnati Bengals, Marvin Lewis. Trash. Trash. Offensive coordinator Bill is here, and they bring over uh, defensive coordinator Terrell Austin from the Detroit Lions. You're talking about a team, a team who went 7-9 last year, Three and three in the division. Uh, 
really their notable acquisitions was uh, Chris Baker, D-Tackle, to help out Geno Atkins. Tyler Eifert is still banged up. This is a team that I see a dumpster fire. When you think about is Andy Dalton the guy, you got you, you got Joe Mixon, but you don't have the offensive line. Um, now One of the worst in the NFL. Now, you, now they did. I can't say, you know, last year they was terrible. But at least they did address it. They traded for a starting left tackle, and they drafted a center first round. They did take, you know, take the necessary steps as far as that, and they got, you know, John Ross coming into his own, Tyler Boyd, and they but tried. They have AJ Green, so I mean, yeah, but you, but you got to have AJ Green because when once think about Andy Dalton when he came into the league, they, we look at him and say, oh, he might be, he might be the next guy, is because AJ Green. AJ Green, that's one. He had Jay Grunish off his coordinator. Uh, the Bengals didn't have to score as many points because Mike Zimmer was the defense coordinator. So you're talking about one of the – remember, Cincinnati was one of the best defenses in the game uh, a couple years back. So you got – so you talk about a defense like that, uh, elite receiver on, to, to help you. We thought, you know, this was the franchise guy for 10, 12 years. And I'm looking at now with no, with no really run game, no uh, – the offensive line inconsistencies. And once they lost Marvin Jones and Sanu, it's like, are they – is Andy Dalton not the guy or is the guy or does, is the Bengals not helping him? Because we know he's not a quarterback that can do it on his own, like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. But, I mean, is it him or is the Bengals not helping him anymore? I just – I feel that it's it's honestly just comes down to the line and they're, they're just not helping him at that. Like, they have the slowest offense in the NFL based on last season. And – they just – they couldn't do anything. They had the worst rushing offense. They, like – Yeah, there's 27th in passing last year as well. Worst rushing – yeah. Rushing offense. They, 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 they couldn't get over 90 yards rushing and not even 20 yards passing. Like, yeah, you're talking about one of the worst teams, like, offensively. And, and even the time of possession, they were dead last. So, you're not even having the ball. Your defense is always on the field. It, and it's still remarkable that they were 79. And their rushing defense is still not great. They're yeah, they're not good. They they have they don't they're not even in the top fifteen in any category from last year except sacks. So and then Pro Football Focus has their secondary ranked fourteenth and their run defense ranked twentieth this year. So I don't know how if they can't get the ball going if they get points scored on them. I don't know how they can't like, come back. It's gonna, it's, it's going to be a same repeat as last year because teams are just going to run the ball on them when they get a lead. And they can't stop it. Right. And then you're talking about the Brown schedule. I mean, playing the AFC West and playing the NFC South, that, does, that doesn't help you. And I have them going 2-14. and 14. You got me where? 4-12. and 4-12. Okay. I got 2-14, and 14 and I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the first four games of the season. At Indianapolis, with Angel Lundbeck, that's a loss. Versus Baltimore, I don't think they – like, defensively, Baltimore's offense – Versus Cincinnati defense, who do you think would be better, based on what Baltimore's has done off it? I mean, on the off season, you got to assume Baltimore. Then on the yeah. other side, yeah, other side, Cincinnati offense versus Baltimore defense. You already know how Baltimore defense get down. So yeah, I think it, so I think that's a loss too. At Carolina, at Atlanta, you start you you talk about starting off zero and four, and then possibly maybe losing to Miami. I have them winning that game. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have them too, but that's a maybe. Pittsburgh and Kansas City right there as a loss, and then they get lucky and get Tampa Bay. Worst team in the NFL. 
So you see, you see that that's why I'm, like, it's it's so hard for them to for them to even muster some kind of some kind of um like chemistry in jail because if you start on four right away, if we talk about Marvel Lewis should have been fired. Now they're really gonna come for his head, and and I think this is the season that he has to go because unless unless his players run through a wall for him and and beat teams that they shouldn't beat on paper, I don't I don't really see Cincinnati going too far. That's actually the question I have for you uh, for the Bengals. Like, so you don't think Marvin Lewis is going to like be the coach after the season? My question to you is, do you think he's going to last the full season as their head coach? They they give him an extension when we all thought that he didn't deserve it. And now you're talking about another, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't see why we keep giving him opportunities. And it's not like he's a bad coach. Sometimes you run your course. And I think that's what the Bengals had. Like, now you got guy, all your guys are old. You lost your coordinator, your two coordinators uh, a couple years back. So now you got to replace them. And your team hasn't been the same. And now you, you go into bat where you got Ed Dalton, who's not even a top 20 quarterback. You're not in no kind of direction. So I think a new guy can lead, you know, a mixing, A.J. Green. You know, he got pieces, you know, on, at least on the offensive side of the ball, especially with these young rookies, receivers and stuff. So Joe Mixon and John Ross are – John Ross? Yeah, John Ross are, like, two, like, people are high on them this year. More, more Mixon than Ross, but – with their horrible offensive line, do you see either of those players taking a big step forward? Oh, well, they have to. They have no choice, um, whether they will or not. I and mean, that's, that's on them. But John Ross is what his third year coming in the NFL. Um, the first year he's kind of first year he I know he's banged up. Um, so now he's coming in. I've seen reports that he's looking really good. So you're talking about one of the fastest guy in the league. I don't see why he can't why he can't be a Tyreek Hill. Why he can't be on that level? I be- mean. You know, is their line going to give them the chance for him to get down the field that's and have Andy Dalton give a good throw? And, and that's that's the thing they had to fix because when you lose your best two offensive line in the, in the offseason they did, like they did last season, it's hard to replace that very fast. So that's why they went out and draft went out and draft Billy Price away. Went out and got um got Cordy Glenn and, and and went back into the draft because they needed they needed stuff like that. So I I, I think they kind of, they trying to fix it and duct tape it, but. We'll see how long that duct tape will last. Um, you have you have them zero and uh, six in the division, so you have them beating Tampa Bay. Who else do you have them beating? Uh, Miami as well. Okay, yeah, I have them beating Miami, Tampa Bay. They're going to split with Cleveland, and I also have them uh, beating Denver because it, it's at home. And oh no, I just I just have a feeling that their secondary would like show out that game, and then the. The Broncos don't have an offensive line either, so I feel like they're just going to grind out that game and just get an extra win out of Denver. Very well. Let's move on to the Ravens. Nine and seven last year, three and three in the division. Uh, you still got John Harbaugh as the guy. Um, notable acquisitions. They did stuff to fix that offense. The offense. Um, who you know, Joe Flacco coming off of uh, back, you know, back surgery. And getting himself back healthy, um, this was a team that defense had played lights out. They had over what five, four to five shutouts last season. They had um, the most interceptions in the league at I believe twenty two. Ravens, you know Joe Flacco, they drafted Lamar Jackson, a first round, and like I said, go back to that stat where everybody, every uh, quarterback 
um, who've been drafted in the first round, has started a game, at least one game. Um, they drafted a tight end in the first round as well. They signed Mike, Michael Crabtree, also signed John Brown from the Arizona Cardinals, and also signed uh, Willie Sneed from the Saints. And now they got their running back, Kenneth Dixon, back with Alex Collins. You're talking about an offense who looks really, really good on paper. So what are you? What are your thoughts on Joe Flacco? And I guess the, the million-dollar question is, when, when does Lamar Jackson take over, if he take over? Well, the Baltimore Ravens line has taken a step back since last season. So, I like, they have all of these weapons. Like, they have – they got John Brown, Michael Crabtree, and Willie Sneed. But it's the same thing with the Bengals. Is John Brown going to have enough time to run down the field to catch those big balls? Is Collins going to have enough run room to – get through the line because Collins is a good football player and I believe in him. But also my question is, so two years ago, the Ravens were the most pass happy offense. And then last season they weren't, they were the least passing offense. Do you think they find uh, a mix in between the two? Cause I feel like that would help their team out a lot. Well, yeah, last year, I mean, who was on the field receiver? All you guys that you draft, you know, hurt. You got guys like Chris Moore on the field. Like these are guys who, you know, who not good. And when they play, you know, when they play Minnesota, you know, me, me being a Vikings fan, watching them. I mean, besides Alex Collins, I want to scare anybody. Uh, Joe Flacco said the line, the line's not that great, but it's 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 serviceable. That and that's the thing that people have to realize sometimes too. You got bad lines and you got serviceable lines, like lines that can that can get the job done just lo- just a little bit long enough for you to do what you need to do. Um, yeah, and. And like I said, in, in like last year, passing, it was 29th in the league. I mean, you can blame Flacco all you want. I mean, yes, he's come off injury as well, too. And that, that, really, that really affects you as well. But he had no option. Now, like I said, now you give him, you give him three good receivers. You give him a uh, – they, they drafted two tight ends in this draft. So now you got two tight ends to work with. And like I said, now you got Adams Collins who established himself last year. And now you got the guy who you thought was going to be the guy in Kenneth Dixon. So now you, you you got weapons everywhere behind you, and Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl quarterback, so you know what to do. And my thing about Lamar Jackson is, how do you how do you try to take Flacco out when his team was literally one play from making the playoffs last year? Like, if they didn't have that little lapse and let the Bengals score on fourth down, you're talking about the Ravens in the playoffs, and I think, what, not the Bills, I think. I think Bills made it over them. So, you talk about a Ravens team who wouldn't even, I guess, even looked at Joe, Fla- you know, looked at Lamar Jackson, you know, what I'm saying, or maybe not even have to worry about worry about playing Flacco, you know, if if um, if, if Flacco has showed, you know, showed out in the playoffs. Who know who knows what they could have done? Because with that with that offense, they still made the playoffs. You know, almost was right there. Yeah, because their defense is just phenomenal. Right, and if you and if they balance on both sides of, the, you know, they balance and running and passing with that defense. You talk about you, you can talk about a top top 10 to 15 team in the league. What what do you, you – you spoke about tight ends. How do you feel about uh, their tight end, that guy, I think it was in the second round, Hayden Hurst? Hayden Hurst. Oh, I'm a Cyclonic, I'm a Cyclonic Gamecocks fan right there. Oh, yeah, Hayden Hurst, you know, that's a guy who played baseball and coming over, so he's pretty – you know, he's pretty aged. Um, but he know you know, he's the type of guy who knows what to do. Like, his IQ is, you know, off the charts. So, you got him, and I think – I can't remember. They got a tight end from Oklahoma as well. So, I mean, all he got to do is go out there and make some plays. Joe Flacco, wanted, like I said, he wanted to, still has a strong arm, decently accurate, so he's pretty accurate. So, I mean, I mean, what, what other plays – if you had to get drafted as a tight end, 
you know, you want to go late in that first, you know, late in that first round because at least you're gonna get a quarterback, you know. So Joe Flacco still got it, I think so. He's not a he's not a bum. He's not a bum yet. I think he's still got two two three years left of of decent football. What so, do you think it's gonna be with the Ravens? I, I think this is last year, regardless of what he does. Uh, let's see if we can go out there and win the Super Bowl. Um, but they did light a fire under him by getting by getting Lamar Jackson and just said Flacco's coming in, looking better, uh, feeling better and you know healthy. So. And I, I don't think Lamar Jackson can beat out a hefty Flacco, not not this year. But do you not think that Lamar Jackson just fits this team better? Because if things do go wrong on that offensive line, like Lamar Jackson can extend the play. Or- oh, yeah. And I, I, I think he will get on the field at some point. You know, maybe Flacco come out for a series and they just happen to do like some kind of Lamar Jackson package because that's the type of guy that you can't sit on the bench. You know, but him but him learning from Joe Flacco is probably what's, what's best uh, anyway, and I think especially especially in the passing room. Yeah, and I think I mean I think next year I think next year is this year. It may you no know, if if Ravens because some if they start off bad or some kind of injury happens to where you know, they just sorry. I mean why not go with Lamar Jackson? You might as well. All right, let's go on to the uh, the AFC North champions, the Pittsburgh Steelers, thirteen and three overall record, swept the whole division. Still got Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in football. They fired Todd Haley, who went to the Cleveland Browns. Steelers won. What do they do without Shazier? That's that's the that's the main that's the first question on defense because that's the leader and the best player on defense. They went out and got uh, Morgan Burnett, and they got John Bostic at linebacker to to help that, and they drafted a safety um, in the draft as well. That's that's the first question. The second one is: Can they finally get over the Patriots hump? Because that's the only thing they have to do is get past Patriots. Well, I guess now Jacksonville as well. Can, can they finally get over that New England hook? No. I just – I don't see it. They, they're good on the offensive side of the ball, but according to Pro Football Focus, they have total defense. They're the worst in their division. Good point. Because you look at all the defenses, even though I think Cincinnati is not good, they, they all play defense. Ravens, Brown, Browns, like I said, Browns was top half. And Bengals, you know, Bengals were still there kind of. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, but Pittsburgh can get to the quarterback though. Mm-hmm. You're that's, right. That's their that's their calling card, and you know, some sometimes the numbers can be skewed a little bit based on context. Like you look, you're looking at how um, Steelers had the fourth ranking pass defense last year, but that's only because everyone tried to run on them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you 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 can understand what now they their defense their defense got some guys on it, but like outside of Shazier, I think you got Casey, oh, not Casey Hayward, um, big boy Hayward, D tackle. Um, is it Cameron Hayward, something like that? He he's one. He's still he's still serviceable. You got TJ Watt. TJ Watt coming to his own. Yeah, that's a good one. Because they have a high. This is just like the Cowboys to an extent on defense because because they control the clock. The defense plays better because it's fresh. It looks better. They look faster in the fourth quarter because. The offense is killing the other team. Yeah. And so, so that I think if you're not going to have a defense. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 
make sure your offense is superb so you can do stuff like this. And, you know, Mike Tomlin, he's a defensive guy anyway. So he knows what – I think he kind of like Bill Belichick into, into that sense where he doesn't need, you know, superstars on his defense. He needs guys that fit what he needs. And that's and that's the big thing about them because uh, we know we know what Big Ben is going to bring to the table. We know what Antonio Brown is going to do. We know what Le'Veon Bill is going to do. Do you think Big Ben is going to be able to keep up his production? Well, we know he's not good on the road. So, so we're talking about road production, no. And, <laughs> and, but see – but the good thing about this, I mean, he he plays at Jacksonville this year, so I, I think that's a loss. They I don't think they can play with Jacksonville. Um, and they play at Denver. Um, who knows how that go? And they play at New Orleans. So that's 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 three you know good pretty good teams that can you know at least Denver's a good defense who maybe can you know shut down the offense a little bit and you know then go the other way around offense to to their defense can do something. I have Pittsburgh going eleven and five. Um, Going from thirteen to three to eleven to five is not a drop off. It's just you know circumstance, and you can't you can't predict they'll only lose three games again. You know, so I have them at uh, ten and six. I have them losing to Jacksonville, New Orleans, and New England, of course. Then I also have them splitting with Baltimore because Baltimore is going to get their game at home. Oh yeah, I feel like Atlanta is going to go into the Steelers and compete with them, and they're going to take that L and then I have them losing uh, at Oakland as well. Cause I think Marshawn Lynch is just going to destroy that team. So that's going to wrap up the AFC North. We're going to take a small little break and we come back with the NFC North. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about the NFC North bears, lions, Packers, Vikings. Oh my. Um, we'll start with the bears first. We were there five and eleven last year, zero and six in the division. They fired John Fox, brought in Matt Nagy, who is for everybody who don't know who that is, he's from the Andy Reid tree, the Doug Peterson tree. So think of Chiefs offense. Think of how the Eagles played last year with a lot of RPO, RPO type of stuff. And we look at all their quarterbacks, you know, with Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes, um, Carson Wentz, and now Mitch Trubisky. They all can move. Um, and that's what that's what this system is about. Um, we're talking about a team kind of kind of revet their offense. They signed Trey Burton, uh, signed Allen Robinson from Jackson the Jaguars who tore the ACL. They drafted James Daniels to help out at the guard spot. And they signed Taylor Gabriel from Atlanta Falcons. What do you think about the Bears their offseason so far? Um, I think they had a good offseason. Uh, I really like Matt Nagy. Um, from what I've heard, all the players love him. They call him Swaggy Nagy. Swaggy Nagy. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so my question is, do you think the Bears, like, are they going to have some swagger on their football team? Are they going to come out fires blazing to I mean, uh, have their season? I mean, when you when your head coach is called Swaggy Nagy, you got to assume so. Uh man, you got you, you got you got some guys though. Like I say, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, they all got swag to them. Taylor Gabriel, they got Kyle Fuller, um, Kyle well Kyle Fuller back, you know. And I think if they want to, they want to have some swag. They got to let Trubisky do him. I, I think they they kind of like, kind of like you know shun him a little bit. Not shun him, but you know, brought just like they kept them closed in. Um, you talk about the worst passing offense last year. Uh, only averaged sixteen points a game, and 
plays per game. This is why, you know, in the real world and fantasy, you didn't really want Bears players because they was 31st in plays per game and 28th in time position. So they didn't really have the ball too long, didn't have enough plays, didn't pass the ball. So, I mean, you got they got they got some work to do. Rushing, they was middle of the pack. So you, you got some you got some work to do in the offense, and that's why they chose to go Nagy instead of John Fox, who was the defensive side of the guy. Which you know the defense actually was you no, know, they're not too bad. They're tenth, I think they're tenth in both um in passing and rushing. So that's 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 pretty good. And you talk about a team that needs to play defense in the division when you got Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins. Um, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's six games, but you have to bring your A game on defense already. So, you know, so I'm thinking Bears, Bears, you know, I like them. I, I, I really like the Bears this year, and I think they're going to surprise some people, a lot of people. They, they're going to compete. They're definitely going to compete. Um, one of the questions I have is, so Trey Burton is going to be their Travis Kelsey, and then Tariq Cohen is supposed to be their kind of Tyreek Hill kind of big play guy, mixed, like, crazy play guy. So – from what I've read, Trey Burton and Tariq Cohen are having uh, trouble blocking. Do you think that's going to limit them this season? Because they're if like they won't be on the field because they can't block. Well, for Trey Burton, I mean, this is his first time actually being the starter. He played behind Zach Ertz in his career, so I mean, when he came in, he did a pretty good job as far as you know catching the ball and all that stuff. When it comes to blocking, I mean. He's gonna have to fix that because as a tight end, you can't just be one dimensional. It's, it's the reason why Gronk is one of the best is one of the best tight ends to ever play the game because not only is he a top you know top end receiver, he also can block. So you have to you have to do that. Um, if three Cohen, I mean, all he has to do is just get in the way, just get in the way because I mean he's he's little anyway. He might get pushed him down anyway. Just just stay in the way. Get get Trubisky that one extra second, you know, to give him that one extra half, second. half a second. Yeah, half, yeah, just, just to make it a quick decision, throw the ball. That's all, I mean, that's all they have to worry about. Um, I like Tyree. I like Tyree Cohen and Jordan Howard. That's 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 a, I mean, in my mind, a top five maybe duo in the backfield um, going into the season. And Allen Robinson, man, do you think Allen Robinson made a bad decision? As far as you know, you go from Blake Bortles, and then you see what Trubisky did. Now, I mean, granted, you got Matt Nagy, so that's probably why you went there. You think you should have went somewhere else? Because if they well. I thought you were going to ask if he should have went to the Bears or stayed in Jacksonville. Oh no, no, no! He he had to leave Jacksonville because I know he hated Blake Bortles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's other better teams he could have gone to, but like a Bears are a good fit for him, especially if they let Trubisky start gunslinging it down, like Bortles did. What was it two years ago when yeah, Allen Robinson ago. had yeah. when Allen Robinson had all those touchdowns, like. If they let the ball go and let Allen Robinson play Allen Robinson, treat him kind of like as like a DeAndre Hopkins role where you just throw the ball to him, no, no matter what, like he's he's going to produce. He's he's a good player, and that's that's true. And that and another thing about this team is they have an emerging superstar on their defense, and that's Adrian Amos to safety. And like I said, when, when you talking about when you talking about um, playing these quarterbacks. You're going to need stars in that, in that secondary. And they drafted Raquan Smith, who's going through some contract stuff, but let's assume he's going to be able to play. You're talking about you got two guys right here who they're supposed to excel. And we have somebody in the back like Adrian Ambos, you have a linebacker, you know, as the quarterback of the defense in the front, Raquan Smith. You know, you're talking about guys who are going to set you up, you know, for 
seven to eight years. And for Bears, I mean, they, they're going in the right direction. I don't know, you know, say I got them, I got them seven and nine. Um, I got them seven to seven heading to that last, you know, that last break, and they lose they lose San Francisco and at Minnesota. But my my crazy thing is I got them winning like I got them like five and four before playing Minnesota and going to like a three game losing streak. So I I think they they have a chance to be you know in the mix halfway through the season. Uh, and they of course they're young teams, so they could tail off. But um, I got them seven and nine. What about you? Um, I have them six and ten. I have them losing both games to Detroit and both games to Minnesota. I'm pretty sh- pretty sure the game in Detroit is probably the difference here. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I I got them split with Detroit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it just it's just a bad, not a bad way, but it's like to to play the AFC East. For most teams, that should be three at least three games. You should win, and then to play the NFC West, you know, with Seattle, Seattle try, kind of tailing off, Arizona trying to figure out what they want to do, and San Francisco on the rise. You know, for most teams, you know, like the big dogs can get three wins as well, and for the Bears, you know, they have a, they have an opportunity to maybe to maybe snag a couple of those, you know, beat beat the AFC East except for New England, and then have a chance to beat Seattle, have a chance to beat uh, Arizona and uh, San Francisco. And then, I mean, and they get to play Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, that's that's an automatic win. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Bears, Bears have, they have they have a decent schedule that that they can capitalize on. Let's move on to the uh, who's the second place team, a third place team, Green Packers. Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. I hate the Packers. That's first thing. Um, obviously, Vikings fan. I hate them. Um, but seven and nine overall, two and four in the division. Um, they fired their defense coordinator. Uh, they 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 fired the offensive coordinator as well. Um, they have a new a new look, new look. And you talking about Aaron Rodgers being back? <laughs> that so like looking at these offensive numbers don't even make sense. You know, for me to look at the offense and talk about how bad they were last year, we know how we know how much Aaron Rodgers is to that team. He really he's like LeBron James in my eyes as far as he really pops to win MVP every year because without him they suck. I just feel the Packers are going to be in a whole bunch of shootouts this year. Their secondary is just not good. And just looking at their schedule, they play a lot of pass-happy teams. You have Washington. I think Detroit is finally going to let Stafford loose, hopefully. You have New England. You can't – you're not stopping Todd Gurley and the Rams. Um, Play no. Minnesota twice. Atlanta. That's Atlanta. Yeah. And yeah, they just play a lot of pass happy teams, and they're just they're just gonna have to win those shootouts. Yeah, and then when your defense is, I mean, Muhammad Wilkerson added with Clay Matthews, added with um, Mike Daniels. I mean, that's what I mean. Like I said, they, they was rated really, really high in run defense coming into this year. You said first, correct? Yeah. So they was number one. They were number one coming into the season. You know, I mean, you got to think like, like you said, pass happy teams. Is, is, what's, is what's going to get them because I mean they play Buffalo, who's run team, so that that should be a win. Uh, you play Miami, who we don't know how they're really going to go, and Arizona, you know that's that's that, that's some in Chicago, that's that's some good run teams right there. Um, Packers, like I said, the defense is still the part that we have to we have to worry about. Uh, Pass mm-hmm. defense last year was twenty first, and they're ranked twenty uh, seventh this year according to Pro Football Focus. Um, do you have them splitting games, their games with Chicago, or no? Uh, actually, I do. 
Um, I think Chicago catch them on, uh, on when they're come when Packers come to their place, and yeah. it's only be really it's, it's really because of schedule. Um, you know when you play when you play at Minnesota uh, against Arizona versus Atlanta, you know you you can you can a Chicago team right there can can kind of mess you up a little bit, especially playing Atlanta, and that you know mm-hmm. that that can be a high you know that's gonna be a high scoring game a game that everybody gonna be watching, and then you talk about a team that's gonna have to come right back. Going to road Soldier Field in December, so uh, that's why I, I think Chicago can actually get them, especially late in the season like that, when Packers are trying to get to that win, win the NFC North type stuff. Um, that's what was really going to get them, because like I said, we know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I think Devontae Adams is going to have one hell of a year, um, and I think Packers, you know, with Aaron Rodgers back healthy, can go ten to six. That's why I got them right now. Yeah, I have them ten to six as well, and have have them beating your team in week two when you have to go to them. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Um, I, I, it's it's good though. It's a game that Minnesota can't actually win because it's early, so it's not gonna be hot. I mean, not, not, it's not gonna be cold. So that's the mm-hmm. that's the escape we, that we get. Um, not playing them so late in the season. Um, let's move on to Detroit. Got a whole a whole new staff and stuff. They kept the offensive coordinator. They kept Jim Bob Cooter, Cooter, and they um got Matt Patricia from the New England Patriots, the defensive coordinator. Not necessarily, I guess I guess giving up just on, for the team. Yeah, just 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 for the team in general. Yeah, yeah. I I thought they would go. I mean, I guess going defense is probably better when you have an elite quarterback because you can just find you can find an offensive minded guy who can help you know help the offense, which is why they kept the continuity and kept Jim Bob Cooter. But they was nine of seven last year, five and one in the division. You know that's really really impressive. They added two running backs, so now that that their backfield is log jammed, um, you know you got Theoretic Abdullah, Legarrette Blunt, and they drafted Carryon Johnson from Auburn. Still got Matt Stafford. Still got Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. They they tried to improve the line. They went um, they rent Frank Ragno, who was the highest rated Pro Football Focus center coming out. So, but I think he, I think I think he's playing guard this year. I think for the Detroit Lions. So we know the offense is fine. And we know what their biggest situation is, their defense. How do you see the Lions um, panning out defensively? Because you added Patricia, and you really don't know what to think because, I mean, it was still Bill Belichick's team. It's still, it's still him. It's still his footprint was on that defense, not Matt Patricia's. So how do you think him controlling the team would do? I'm not too worried about their secondary. I'm just more worried about their run defense. And I think, what, like, the Lions have been a slow-paced offense for the past, like, two, three seasons. I think if they get behind in games, like, that's just completely going to flip and they're going to have to pass the ball because teams are going to run on them up and down the up and down the field. Right. You, you talk about a team who scoring the ball averaged 25 a game and defense gave up 24 a game. So you win about one point a game. Yeah, so that doesn't give you a lot of rigor room. Like, like you said, you can't get behind because – the defense is gonna give up twenty four, you know. So can you can your offense muster up enough to win? They're not high in sacks. They're the bottom half of that. They're bottom half of red zone. They're bottom half of rushing defense and bottom half of passing defense. It makes sense of getting a defensive guy, but like I said, is Patricia the right guy? We don't know. He hasn't had no head coaching job before, so we have to speculate that he's a Bill Belichick guy, and which most of them really don't pan out. This is a team that can't run the ball either. Who's coming out of that backfield? Who's the backfield? I don't know because. When you Abdul is irrelevant. Abdul is irrelevant. That's true. Theoretic is the passing down. That's he already got his his role niche. We know what he's gonna yeah. do. 
Carrion Johnson got he's gonna have to take the job. I think Carrion Johnson will take the job eventually. Is Blunt Blunt gonna be specifically line work? So they're just gonna they're just gonna run all four of them. But see Karen Johnson or three of them. Karen Johnson's a big man too. He can do the goal line work really. And, you know what I'm saying? When it comes down to it, he can. Yeah, he, he so, can. Yeah. So I think I think Legarrette Blunt. I'm. I, I won't be surprised if Abdullah or Legarrette Blunt don't get cut or traded. So I mean, Lions. Lions have a lot of work to do. I think I still think they're a good team. And like I said, based on the schedule, based on that, it's a. I mean, it, it, it's a. It's a third. It's a second place schedule this year. Who who came in second in the uh, NFC East? Was it Dallas? Yeah, Dallas. So they get yes. Dallas. So they get Dallas this year. They get the AFC East, so that's that. I mean, the Lions are a good team. I think that should be at least three wins. Um, I, I have four, I think. Nope, I have them losing at Miami. I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, so three three wins should come out of that division. Like I say, you play in NFC West, so you should be able to hang on against Arizona and Seattle. Maybe depending on you know, the location where they're they're home against Seattle, and they're away at Arizona. So who knows how that's going to go? And you get to catch San Francisco early. So San Francisco is playing um, Minnesota first week, and then have to play Detroit. So that's that's two good games for San Francisco right off the bat, and maybe you can catch it early and, and give them an L. That's your that's the schedule and how it lays out. I got them going nine and seven. Can the offense get better at running the ball to hold on to the clock because you need that because if your defense is not good, like you said, when you have a great offense, let's try to keep let's try to keep the ball as long as possible. I have the Lions losing to San Fran, and then they have New England is the Lions is their trap game, and I have them or I have them beat New England, and then the Lions trap game I have at Miami because in between Green Bay and Seattle, I just I just don't think they're going to go on the road and win that game. And Minnesota and Green Bay at the end of the season, that's that's just that's just oh that's two L's. I have them. I have two L's right there. That's just hard, I have them, that's hard for them to do. You got him at ten and six. I got him at nine and seven. Now let's go on to these mighty, mighty Vikings, the purple people eaters. <laughs> the um, the champions, show. the champions of the NFC North, thirteen and three, five one division last year. So close, so close of being able to host their own Super Bowl. So so close because I was gonna come to you. You know you were, you was gonna hear my mouth those two weeks after the <laughs> until the Super Bowl started versus your New England Patriots. But um, you know, it it wasn't a bad season for them last year. It kind of ended bad, but they upgraded that quarterback. Um, you got you got a steal in the draft with Mike Hughes. You signed one of the you know a good defense tackle. So like now, you're talking about one of the best lines like easily as far as starting lineups. Probably the best line in football. Oh yeah. Um, and only only team competing is Jacksonville. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that and that's who we think you know who's one and who's two in defense. So that's. That's what it comes down to, Minnesota, Jacksonville. You know, this team, you know, scoring offense was pretty high, top 10. Um, now, time possession has to improve. This team wouldn't do anything. Uh, it was ranked 20th last year in the league. You got to assume, you know, one, on third down, it was very, very high. I think they like, broke their NFL record um, res, uh, on third down percentage on offense and defense. And you got you to think that you're not going 13-3. and three. Maybe not. You know, it it, it just it's just hard to hard to predict that kind of you know success. I, I have them going thirteen and three. <laughs> okay, well see. Okay, well see. I don't I don't even have them. The, 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 that's because I can't. I gotta stay unbiased as possible. But you talking about one of the best defenses in the league. Um, second in rushing, first with well, fifth in passing, doing doing a lot of things, doing a lot of things. Um, 
that's good. Uh, they got a new office coordinator because Pat Shermer left to go to be the Giants head coach. I mean, I guess really, I mean, we. The, I guess the only question is how does Kirk Cousins fare better than Kirk, um, Case Keenum? The, que- the question on your offense for me is do you think your line is going to be service- serviceable enough for Case Keenum? I mean, Kirk Cousins. I mean, you how can you really how can you really fail? You know. Yeah. How, also, yeah, you're right. It's like I think because of the personnel around the offensive line doesn't necessarily you know if if they was great we probably go succeed and no, you know they probably they probably gonna be the reason you know for a couple a couple long third downs or maybe maybe on maybe we're trying to get in field goal range they might give up a sack you know what I'm saying it might be something like that that might cause them you know to lose games but the offensive line hasn't really been good in a long time but they have been getting better and they haven't they they stopped duck, trying to duct tape it and they actually working to get better and. That's the only question. The offensive line is 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 not good, but it's not bad either. Yeah, their offensive line is more towards a running offense, anyways, than a passing offense. But y'all had to turn into a passing offense last season because you lost Dalvin Cook. So right. do you think Dalvin Cook like solves all these issues, like time of possession? If they have to, if someone has to come to Dalvin Cook, that doesn't. Like that leaves spots open for other passing options, does it not? Right. So if if you can guarantee me that Cook will play sixteen games, then yeah, I, I we should we should be at least you know if not top ten, we need to be we need to be in the top half of the of the league, you know, in that because if you're talking about Minnesota as being one of the best offenses last year, the eleventh passing offense and rush there was seven, like that's that's very high numbers. You should your time possession should should reflect that, especially for a rushing offense. Seventh in the NFL, why mm-hmm. why your time possession not higher than twenty eight? Why why are you twenty eight? Dalvin Cook should fix that. You know it's it's hard to see what you need to work on. You know the offensive line is what you need to work on, but what else? I'm curious. Do you have do you have the Vikings beaten? Like what games do the Vikings lose next season? According right, so, to you. All right, so I, I think they're gonna take a win versus San Francisco, lose at Green Bay, like we said earlier, beat Buffalo. Um, and it's gonna be a short week from Buffalo to uh, LA. We play on Thursday night football, so having to having to fly across the country to LA and play a Thursday night football game, especially with the time, especially with the time difference, um, mm-hmm. I think they'll lose to LA because like, it's just like, the circumstances. It's, it's yeah, trap. Yeah, it's, it's it's a circumstance thing type of thing. Like I said, if it wasn't a short week and we got to travel, you know, like a regular week, I think it might be a different outcome. But playing on that playing on that Thursday gives us more time to prep for Philadelphia. So I think we mm-hmm. beat I think we beat Philadelphia, beat Arizona, beat Jets, beat New Orleans, and beat Detroit. Going to the bye week. But you know, I think, like I said, that New Orleans, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay can go either way. But I think we're gonna go three and one in that stretch. Um beating uh, beat Chicago, losing to um Detroit because we always uh split with them. So I I'm giving a split with Detroit always. Losing to New England. And then losing, um, lose, well, uh, I got losing late at losing late at Detroit, um, and losing oh, okay. and losing at New England late, well, on the road. I think I think they might they might lose to Seattle. You can give. I don't, them. I don't see how. I don't see. How, I really don't see how either. But it's like Russell Wilson just. I don't know what he does to us, but <laughs> he just he just he. I don't know. It's, it's it's hard. We should win that game easily, in my opinion, but. Like I said, traveling on the road again, that just maybe maybe it could be like a trap game or something like that. Uh, okay, I understand but what you're saying. I can see 11-5, 12-4 for Minnesota. Uh, I think they should win the um, 
I think have I think playing Green Bay so early, not having to worry about them and just focus on us, I think that's going to be good because after that New England game, Seattle, Miami, Detroit, Chicago, I mean that's that could easily be five wins, you know, so or it easily be four wins. I uh, have y'all at thirteen and three, and I just have y'all losing the road games to Green Bay, Philadelphia, and New England. I y'all are such a better team than the Rams. I. I can't have y'all losing to the Rams. Yeah, and I, think, I can't have y'all losing to a lot of these teams. I mean, yeah, and I, I, you know, I gotta be more. I gotta be below the line because you know it's my team, and I want to seem like a homer. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, yeah, I, I like I said, the only thing that I'm worried about is the offensive line because now, granted, I mean, any injury can de- you know deplete this whole thing, like after Griffin go down or whatever the case may be, or Harrison Smith. Um, you don't know, have the worst luck with that. But we the have, worst. Yeah. So you know, like somebody. Is this football? Somebody will get hurt, and uh, our offense got hurt last year. Defense didn't, so you just got you just got to assume that man, the universe don't like Minnesota, and defense don't, don't get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like some something, something gonna happen. So uh, I try to I try to say I try to say positive as I can. <laughs> All right, I I think I have one more question. Well, I have two questions actually. The first one is how do the Vikings lose the division? How? Like I said, injuries. Yeah. Injuries is how they lose. It's only lose because because you don't get Aaron Rodgers late. There's 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 nothing that like you know there's no Aaron Rodgers magic happening in the air during that time. So like we're not playing them, so we don't we don't get the BS of it of the Packers. The, the, and then we gotta hope that the Packers, you know, if they lose to us that late in the season, we gotta hope that maybe Chicago or Atlanta or Detroit can catch them. You know what I'm saying? Like like just get another game out of them, make them lose, if not more than that. I don't, think, I don't think the Lions or the Bears can can compete. Um, but like I said, when you play in the AFC East, you got you got you got some automatic wins. Minnesota got the hardest schedule in the division, playing Rams and Eagles. While nobody, while Packers get a third place schedule, you know those those type of circumstances can can influence on who wins the division. But Minnesota should win. I'm very confident that they should. Win. Yeah, I am too. That's all we got for today. I appreciate you for joining me today. Appreciate Kev Preach. The North Side Edition is me, Austin Hunt. And we'll be back with the rest of the conferences. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95.